Man, it's a lot of going on in the neighborhood. TikTok podcast number 15 coming to y'all live, man. Let's get to the business. We back in the office, man. Episode 15 coming to y'all live, man. The podcast, man. A lot of, lot of, lot of information that we're going to go over today. Appreciate y'all giving feedback, man. So we got something to talk about. A lot of topics today, man. You know, the questions of if Buffalo or, or, or Green Bay, the new users are going to be here for the long term. Will they end up on the X? Will they be successful? Will they not be successful? How will the schedule of Green Bay mesh with the schedules of LML? Drake, the major injury. Can LA survive? The dark horses for the playoffs. Oh, buddy, who's been getting trade rate recently? Uh, some and some some roster moves, man. A lot of people want to know what's the best roster move. In my opinion, from my from my side of view, I think that every roster move to the persons involved works out tremendously. Whether they they lie in public or they not, it worked out for whatever reason. Clearing cap, getting players they like, getting a, a new thing to try. You know what I'm saying? Well, we'll go over what we think is uh been successful or the most successful move so far in our opinion. Um, buddy deals, man. We call them party chat deals. Have there been any happening? If so, what's the, been the impact? Uh, people want to talk about that. I'll talk about that briefly. And the Panthers, man. Uh, we know that Tampa likes the Panthers, and he wants to talk about how the Panthers went from first to worst and all this good stuff. But, uh, you know, I think everybody has a downturn, and uh, I think the Panthers will be fine. Right now they're kind of doing an explosive rebuild. Uh, getting some pieces in, but also getting some vets with their most recent deal with the Cowboys. So I don't think they're com- completely bombing. I actually think that that deal may actually help them. I don't know who the quarterback is right now. We'll look into that when we get into that. But the NFC shakeup, man. Um, why am I talking about the NFC shakeup? The Philadelphia Eagles, man. Philadelphia Eagles are a team that uh, was bottom barrel uh, coming into the season, didn't have many wins. And uh, as of right now, man, they are, they are – uh, not a slouch team. Their team is definitely um, doing their thing at three and two, which is a good good percentage. And um, yeah, we're gonna talk about them as well. So there's some things we're gonna talk about moving forward, man. I uh, hope to not waste too much of your time. I hope you can rock with us through this podcast. But I'll be right back at you with the first thing on the docket. We back at it, man. Let's talk about the Buffalo with Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. New users to the league, man. Uh, been vouched for. Uh, Isaiah Beattie, man, one of the guys that Archer out vouched for, coming from seven one seven. Highly competitive user over there. They've been doing a lot of things. Got a good, strong aerial tactic likes to come with. Also a streamer, man. You got to like any guy that streams, man. Got to have some kind of confidence. A different kind of confidence. Different level of confidence in their game because they're streamers. Um, then we got Jay Brock, the OG, you know, live PD. You know how it go. Uh, Jay Brock has been a guy that has been around the league with me, bing. Um... But he's kind of been, you know, in the middle of the pack average at times. I think the competition of LML is real. Uh, shout out to Jay Brock for being to get it, man, on some real life shit, man. Doing some things, man. Um, Will work outside of work, comedy, single father, doing, man, doing a lot of good things, man. So salute to him and the grind that he's got going as he continues to push and, and, and do great things. And many blessings to him and everybody in the league. Um, but when we get down to the nitty gritty, man, Jay Brock was able to win his way uh, into LML. Won his play-in game against Kevin Brooks. He got Kevin Brooks out of there, and uh, Kevin Brooks is waiting for his return. But Jay Brock is looking at a pretty rough ride right now. He inherited a roster that is definitely was screwed on cap in a sense, but has some really good talent on defense <clears throat> and on offense With uh, in a sense. Uh, he likes to run the ball, so they do have what he needs to run the ball. The O-line is not as strong. I know in lab he had Dallas. That's a different level of team. That O-line is ridiculous, so it's not going to be the same kind of blocking scheme. So you definitely got to – you got to pick and choose your man blocking assignments and your zone blocking assignments. So I think that's going to be a real challenge for him as well with his schedule. Um, but overall, I think that he'll be fine. Right now, he's definitely 0-4. He lost to Seattle, a new user. He lost to Detroit, 
uh, in a close, and it was a forced loss. He lost to the Titans in a forced loss. But he played Detroit again. He lost by 10 in a tough game against Detroit. Uh, he got to play the Texans this week. Then he's got to play the Jags, the Vikings, the Cards, the Niners, the Saints, the Rams, the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Bears. I mean, it's, it's not an easy schedule for him. So he's got to get four games out of there somehow, some way. I don't know if it's possible, but I have uh, the utmost confidence in his abilities to be able to uh, protect his brand and protect his foundation and, and get that four wins so he get another uh, another chance in the offseason to fix that team like he wants to fix them. The biggest thing for Green Bay is going to be his schedule. You know, I think he's going to be looking at a lot of sims uh, with his schedule. I know it's a real opposite schedule, but it can work. Sacrifices can be made from both sides, and it can work. So, man, definitely uh, encouraging Jay Brock to continue your grind, man. You know, I know you're 0-4 right now, but it's a long season. <clears throat> it's four quarters to a season right now. You, you're down in the first quarter, but... Finish strong on the last three quarters, and you'll be all right. When we get to Isaiah Beattie, man. He got the early bye week, week four right now. He sits at one and two. Uh, his one being a big win over Seattle. Once again, another another new user in the league. He lost two close games, man, against the Jets and the Titans. I like what he does. He definitely inherited probably one of the better rosters of all the guys that won the X last year. I mean, the Bills from top to bottom have a roster that is immaculate. Um, he just made a humongous deal getting Derrick Henry and uh, Williams and, and, uh, and a pick for sending out Derwin James. We'll see how that makes him, that makes it work out for him. With the teams he has in his division, with Buffalo, with, I don't know if that's going to – I don't know how it's going to go because you got to think New England from top to bottom is, 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 is insane. Uh, the Jets defensively are, are top from bottom is insane. And 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 the 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 Jets uh, the uh, I got the Patriots I got the Jets I got the Bills and I got the uh, what's that last team the Dolphins oh yeah the Dolphins I can't forget about Lear Lear he had he plays really good tough team defense as well so we'll see how that works moving out of next factor on defense is humongous in LML because defense wins championships in LML so. I believe in his user skills. I think that he knows what he's doing. I think he has a plan that he's going to execute, and it's going to be executed flawlessly. But he's definitely got an uphill climb against him. If you look at it right now, I think he's getting his feet kind of wet with the team. He's kind of learning them. I don't know if they fit his scheme truly. I don't know what his scheme exactly is. I know he does throw the ball. Josh Allen's a great quarterback to have. He has two X-factor receivers. So he's got some things, man. He's got a greater good running back. Now he has Henry coming in, uh, the power back as well. We'll see what he does. He's a tough test against the, the Colts, 49ers, Jets, and Raiders coming up. So... Buffalo, I think, would be fine as well. You know, that's one of the things that I don't, I don't really, I'm, I'm not really going to freak out, man. It's the first quarter of the season, so early, early by right now, he's doing okay. Um, he's still got a chance in division. His tough games will come when he has to square up with Miami, square up with uh, the Jets again, and square up with New England, because that's that's the team that that owns that division, and that's the team that they got to knock off. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go into now the, the next biggest thing everybody want to talk about is Drake. Drake is the reigning MVP of LML last season. Broke, shattered any record of any running back. Um, that's ever had, and it looked like the carries finally caught up to him. I mean, he had 24 carries against the Baltimore Ravens, was definitely carrying that team. No touchdowns through the ground, had one touchdown through the air. His touches were phenomenal. He's an explosive running back that can hit you from the inside, outside, whatever you want. He can do anything that the Chargers needed. He was a big catalyst for getting the Chargers that, that, that top seed last year and really making him a force to be reckoned with and against everybody. Um, so far, the Chargers haven't done well with Drake and without Drake. Um, they did beat the Browns in a turnover fest game. But other than that, their defense, I think, has been a problem, not their offense. Their offense is still putting up upwards of 20 points a game. So they're averaging between 20, like 25 points a game, which you've got to think that's good for business. Right now it's been the defense, which actually has a lot of great playmakers. 
So I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if it's the, the opponents they're playing. You look at it, they lost to the Saints. The Saints with Arch are a tough team to play. They're kind of erratic, but they play really good football. He's run-based. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to kind of play smart. He's going to play aggressive defense. He lost against New England, which against them two has always been a tough game. The Browns, like I said, was a turnover fest game. And with the Browns, you never know what you're going to get with Cleveland. The way that they play is more erratic. Uh, it's free, but it's really explosive because they can be really good at it. I uh, lost to the Ravens in a close game. The Ravens came back and won. He lost to the Jags in a close game, but the Jags came back. So right now, the issue is not Drake. The issue is, I think, defense. But like you said, when you get a look in-depth look, man, I mean, you, 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 you were up big in the game against the Jags. You had no turnovers. The Jags had three turnovers, and yet you still lose the game 35-31. That's, it's, it's crazy. He still had 193 rushing yards. So right now, I think the issue is defense and his running backs not getting into the end zone as much as you would think them getting into the end zone. But, I mean, he's still – there's no drop-off. Le'Veon Bell still had 152 yards on 24 carries. Uh, this Another running back he has had three touchdowns. So, the one thing that Corey's going to do is he's going to run the ball and he's going to get his yardage. So, right now, it's about getting that defense figured out in L.A. Once they get that defense figured out, I think that they'll be fine in the long term. So, hey, look, man, that's that's the first three topics we're going to talk about. We're going to give you a quick break and come right back. Dun, 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 dun. Coming right back at y'all, man. Trades, man, the LML. Trade rates, what a lot of people call it, man. Did you give your consent? What's a buddy trade? What's an on-the-mic trade? What's a black market trade? Black market trade is I cut a guy, you cut a guy, we scoop him up. Ah, we ran out of trades. Whatever floats your bubble, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, LML waivers, that changes some things. Uh, um, and, and with buddy trades, man, you know, like I said, the peer pressure, you're going to get the heat you're going to get on the page can sometimes change some things. Are you trading to trade? Are you trading for a focus? Are you trading for a gain? Are you trading for a guy you like but you're not going to use? It's a lot of things that just happen. In six seasons, we've seen a lot of trades. We've seen a lot of great trades. We've seen a lot of ugly trades. We've seen a lot of trades we question. We've seen a lot of trades pan out. We've seen a lot of trades get flipped. We've seen a lot of trades not get flipped. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride to be a part of. It's been fun to watch. It's been fun to laugh at. At the end of the day, it's all about building your brand and believing in what you got going on. And we always use Lopez. He did a move season one that shocked the world, right? He moved Ramsey out for kibbles and bits, but those kibbles and bits have turned into legit. Like dog food, like they have be, they have turned into tangible assets, tangible assets that made him a competitive user with his team uh, for the last six seasons. Now, granted, we as users mess up, and sometimes we get a slump and we we go up and down. But the players we have remain the same. They're gonna compete. They're gonna come up. They're gonna show up. Trades make trades. Just look at Cleveland, man. DJ Chark is running the world. He traded Odell. He traded Garrett out of town. He's got Hunter. He's got Bosa. He did things that were worked for him. He cleared the cap he needed to clear to make things that he wanted to get, to sign the guys he wanted to sign, and he got players in to fill the holes. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all about having a plan, having a goal, and sometimes the stars have to align, right? Sometimes trades have to align, and the right player usually you have to get with because we know some users just can't be traded with. Some users are impossible to trade with. Some users trade their trade requirements and their, 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 their way that they value players is so crazy because you have guys that look at trades and say, you know what, this guy got this for this. Well, there's no market set market right here. The market is set by each particular user. That's why I like how we do trades in LML. If you go into a trade saying, well, Baltimore and the Cowboys traded, and this was the trade, this is the baseline for the trade, that's cool in concept. But sometimes you may have to settle or increase your offer depending on the, the caliber player you're sending. It's about what you believe, not just what somebody else believes. And we've seen that because if you want a guy, go get a guy. We got a simple philosophy in Baltimore. If I want that guy, I will do whatever I need to do to get that guy within reason. We've done it. We've paid enormous prices for players that they probably didn't require that price. They probably would have moved for a lot, 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 lot smoother. Just think if we would have tried to trade with Ja'Cory. You know what I'm saying? I know Pollard went for a first. You know what I'm saying? A first, 
a first would have got me something else on, you know, with somebody else. So it all depends on what do you, what do you value those players at, right? And is your value within reason with what your peers would value them at? Because if not, sometimes you're going to be stuck with a guy because your value is too outlandish. But who's, who's who to question the value you have for a player that you built or a player that you hold? You hold the cards. So at the end of the day, if somebody's willing to pay your price, then guess what? It pays off. If not, you sit tight and you wait. But don't be the guy that waits and misses out on a blessing, right? You mess up, you miss out on your blessing, and in the end of the day, you settle for something that you probably could have got better on when it was a little bit higher to be better on a couple of seasons ago. So uh, trades are interesting, but I don't think there's any trade rapes, man, when it comes to that, man. I think that, you know, trades are interesting. I think, yes, they're funny, but I think that when a guy, unless the guy's been bullied and he's been manipulated or been paid off, then, yeah, we got, we got a different issue, but... I believe that most people trade genuinely because they want a particular player and they're going to pay that price because that's what they want. And I think it's all about having fun and enjoying what you're doing. And having fun is having things that you want, the pieces you want. I mean, just think, we put an offer out for Aaron Donald. We didn't need Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald wasn't smart for us financially, but we wanted Aaron Donald. So we were willing to pay a price that we didn't, shouldn't have even tried to pay to try to get him. Blessings up, we didn't get him. But just I mean, I'm a big believer in that, man. If you want a guy, go get him. Simple as that. Go get him. We'll be right back with the best roster moves so far. Season six. <laughs> Man, we better back at y'all. Hey, look, best roster moves so far in LML season six. Um, I would think, without thinking, without looking, it would, you would say Philly. Right, Philly three and two. Big three wins, man. Hadn't won a game in the past two seasons. But I'm going to tell you something that the Philly did. They didn't really get much in. They gave much out. They uh, drafted for a lot more capital as far as draft capital, but they also got a couple key players in the Dwayne Jackson, uh, Michael Bullock from from L.A., you know what I'm saying? Those were, those were a couple small pieces they got um, that I think have just helped change the culture. I think also they've, they've gotten more comfortable in their scheme. They got that, that young rookie running back that they drafted number one pick, Ingram. Um, but they got some guys out, man. They really got some capital. I think Adore Jackson helps, man. He cuts, the, he cuts half the field off for your cornerback. And Bullocks kind of helps up with, with, with um, Fletcher Cox in the middle. So I think he was really big, man. That was a really good big deal for him. There's a lot of other small deals that have happened. I know the Bucks finally traded Mike Evans away. But that's that's past due. That's a past due deal. That's a deal he could have had a couple seasons ago, which has been a lot better. Um, but I know, like you said, he had, a, he had an expectation and a standard. The Aaron Donald deal going to the, the Cardinals is a good deal for him. Um, I don't think it's much of a game changer because he got to play. Um, but we'll see what he does moving forward next time he plays San Fran because that's, that's, the, that's the barometer test for him. San Fran, when he plays L.A. and San Fran, does Aaron Donald make a difference to get Dallas allow him to go over that hump because those are two teams that have his number. Um, but to me, it would be Oakland. I think Oakland with Patrick has done a phenomenal job um, getting in talent that, let me tell you, not only increased his team but made his team better as a whole. They're the top three people on his team now. Getting Ronald Jones getting Derek Barnett and getting uh, Whiteside as a receiver, he just single-handedly um, rebuilt some key pieces on offense and defense that allows him to take another another step. Now, how does he survive without a Dory? We'll find out at the cornerback position. We know that there's some talent outside of the wide receiver position for them um, in that division. But, man, getting talent like that helps. You know, getting a running back that you want to fit your scheme, getting all these different things, man, I think helps that Oakland really has a good step moving forward. Um, Granted, Ace, Ace is still their quarterback, and he's getting older. He's under a big contract. Um, he's got a decent card. You know, he's not a bad player, so he's got to continue to develop that quarterback up. Um, lean on his, his dual running backs from Miles Sanders and, and uh, Ronald Jones, two superstar caliber running backs, and see what he can do, man. So I think Oakland right now, to me, probably made the best move so far. Um, there's a lot of deals that have happened, man. Just think McGee going from L.A. to the Jets. If he would have had McGee losing Drake, 
he wouldn't have had to do some things he wanted to do. McGee gave him the same kind of running back that he had before. Um, going back to the Jets, the Jets have been surging this year with McGee. They added another safety in for Miami. I mean, the Ravens go getting Samuel. Uh, the Cowboys moving out bunch of players getting Mariota in so now he's happy with his scheme the Falcons getting Derwin James I mean there's a lot of been a lot of great deals that have happened Quan Alexander going out to the dog to, to 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 Detroit and Deion Jones going out to um New England man um so it's it's been a lot of crazy moves going on like I said before earlier before I started this podcast man do what makes you happy if you do what makes you happy I don't I don't think anybody can rate you you know I think you rate yourself saying you know am I satisfied with what I'm doing we got a simple philosophy when we, when we open up our CFMs. Be happy, man. Play games. Enjoy yourself. Don't worry about what people are saying or the, the talking to page. You can embrace it and enjoy it. Embrace, embrace it, right? They call me a clown. I embrace it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm having fun. That's what this is. It's all fun. And I think sometimes we let people dictate fun to us. And once you have control of your brand, you control your value, fun is whatever you deem it to be. And uh, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So, Hey, man, salute to all those guys, man. Great deals done. Um, maybe some deals coming up soon uh, in, in, in the near future But for a lot of these guys. But, man, I want to see how it all pans out. I want to see what happens and uh, going forward. When we get down to the nitty-gritty, man, let's talk about the right now the standings, man. At right now, the top of the league, uh, the top of the league, the best team in the league so far. We got to go with the New England Patriots still at 4-0, defending champ. Um, Titans and Ravens are underneath him as far as undefeated teams. I think... Who else is undefeated? It's only three undefeated teams that have been Titans and Ravens play, the, play tonight, so one of those teams will not be undefeated moving forward. You know, the Titans last year destroyed the Ravens and, and when they went to Tennessee, so uh, hopefully the Ravens give them a better game. We'll see. Titans have a really good roster, so I think the Titans should probably win that game. Um, the Patriots, like I said, with the, uh, are the Patriots. Uh, really good team from top to bottom. Um, so we got to hope that, uh, you know, people start, people start being scared, man, and they give them some, they give them, they give them a fight, man. You know, we get a couple users in here that give them a fight, but we need people to stand up on their laws and give them a fight. So I think the Jets can do that. Uh, Miami gives them tough games. The Bills are new, tough users. So I'm excited to see what happens in that, that AFC East. But any dark horses for the playoffs, man? I think that was the biggest question for me. Um, I don't know, man. You know, a lot of the same guys have gone in the AFC. I would like to see Miami sneak into the playoffs. You know, he's a tough user. Right now, the Jags aren't doing well, but you never know. It's an early season. Um, the Jets are a team that could possibly make the playoffs again. So if he continues to keep pace with what he's doing right now, he's doing really well. NFC, to me, is the shakeup. The Falcons lead the league, uh, lead the NFC 4-1. and one. The Lions are looking really good at 3-1 and one right now, which is crazy because their points for against points against is lopsided, but they're doing really well. The Bucks have been a consistent regular season team. They got to get over the hump. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for them. Philly comes up lead, leading the AFC East um, with the Giants and Redskins, the same record right behind them. The Rams are looking really good too as well. And then you got the Cardinals, who's a sleeper. Saints are looking good. 49ers are not the team, that we, not the team we expect, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing good football. So, Right now, it's a lot of craziness going on. Cowboys aren't doing well. Panthers aren't doing well. So it's a lot of stake going on in the NFC, man. I think right now, like I said before on a previous podcast, when they asked me to rate people and do all that stuff, it's the first quarter of the season, man. You know, like it's hard to tell you who's doing what and who's going to do this. It's the first quarter. So talk to us at the second, third quarter. That's when you, things start to really, you know, um, show their face and you really know what's going on. Um, right now, like I said, we're in season six, man. We're feeling good, feeling great. New Year started 2020. Season seven won't be, won't be, will be here sooner than you think. The grind continues, man. So next, the biggest topic that I want to get on, man, and, um, and I'm going to come right back at it just to see if you stick with me long enough. But, uh, yeah, I'll see if you stick to me long enough. 
Last but not least, man, we're going to end it. It's like the credits at the Marvel movie. I'm going to go over a little, little something I've been thinking about. Um, right now, we're on a good pace. And there's a lot of unknown ahead of us. But I'm going to just chop it up with y'all, like I said before. What I do with these podcasts, man. Um, a lot of unknowns ahead of us. You know, PS5 dropping in November. Uh, Mad Music drops in August. That's a couple months turnaround. We don't know what they're going to give us. I think they're going to give us out of dud. They'll probably give us a dud just to make some coin off us. Um, I'm a Madden head, so I'll probably still get the dud, depending on what the reviews say. Most likely, I'm still going to get the dud regardless. So I got something to play during, during the meantime. Or maybe i just take off. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. But I do know this. Right now, we had a good pace. We had season six. We should be at season seven by the first, second week of February, depending on how the pace continues on with LML. And we got a lot of time still left, man. You know, we got a lot of time still left for Madden. Um, and a lot of guys are holding strong right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting on the guys to start telling me I'm fatigued out of Madden. I'm tired of Madden. You know, because <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, I don't get tired. Uh, Kevin Gates, right? But now, real talk, um, I'm going to run this thing until the wheels fall off. And as far as when, when I talk about LML, um, so when we get to season 10, we say it's a 10-year league, we're going to be at a fork in the road. At season 10, I could, we can continue on to season 11, 12, 13, whatever it's going to be, until until, until, the, until this thing stops, until we just lose enough bodies we can't maintain. Or we can do a reset. We can do a reset and a shake-up. We can do a reset and a shake-up after season 10 because – one, we don't know what's coming ahead of us. So it could be kind of like a rejuvenation, kind of like, hey, man, get your last bit of Madden in because we don't know what's about to happen these next six months until PS5 drop, and then we get it. We know what's coming that next August in 2021. Um, but it's going to be a real fork in the road for us. And I would tell you that if enough bodies here say, look, man, at season 10, once that joint ends and we crown Super Bowl champ, let's shake it up. Then I'm going to shake it up, and I'm going to do what exactly I plan to do for um, LML moving forward for this next Madden. I'll just do it then. Because I don't, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen um, in August. I don't know. And I don't know if it's going to be worth getting. I don't know. So I don't know what's going on with, with the Masters to get together and the Avenue to get together with that. But right now, because I don't know, if we get to season 10 with in like May, you know, whatever, if we get in May time frame, we still got two months to rock it. We might as well just rock a little two, a two-year league, a two uh, leagues to kill time and, and just rock it out. But like I said, the bodies would tell me, the majority would tell me, you know, and um, I have no problem putting my efforts in to getting that thing done. Um, but that's where we're at right now. And I don't think anybody's really acknowledged that. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it could, everything could be business as usual. They could put out a good game regardless, and we could still rock it out. But I know I'm going to have a PS5 in November. <laughs> I know majority of the guys going to have a PS5 in November. Uh, it's a couple games I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it's a go, the damn go, the Ghost of Tsushima, that damn game. I can't wait to play that shit. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's, that's, that's going to be changing in the near future. But just know the LML brand will give you a product that you can um, be proud of. And I'm excited and hopeful that, you know, the Madden continues to keep doing better. And, 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 and finally, NCAA. If NCAA drops a game, um, there's a lot of unknown with that as well. But I did tell the guy, I say, look, if NCAA drop a game, uh, I got a couple cats in my corner. We're going to vet this game out. We're going to see what's possible, what's not possible. But the idea that I will I will tell you is that I would love to do, if if, if they drop a game in the near next two years, whatever whatever time frame it is, and it, it works out, and we can do a league, easy blend, I will run two leagues. I will have the NCAA league and the Madden league. Your NCAA league, your draft class will go into the Madden league. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just what that's just what we're going to do. And... Uh, I'm excited about the future of LML. I'm excited about what we got going on. I'm excited about any change we got going on. We will talk about adding admin um, in the next couple months as well. I would definitely like to add, add an admin on board. You know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll see how everything goes. So right now, you got to tune into the Marvel credits. You got to hit a little extracurricular. 
But once again, you know how it is. LML, everybody after us. They imitate us.